Hello, and welcome to the Basalt Library Podcast for December 2017. Thank you for joining us. This month, we have an interview with two of our awesome librarians. We don't have too many upcoming events this month. On the 27th, we have Joy Noel, our foreign film. And that's really it. Hi, welcome to the Basalt Library Podcast for December. This is Matt. I am the movie guy here at the library. And I have two of our awesome librarians here with us, if they'd like to just tell us who they are. Hello everyone, my name is Bernice Forrest, I am the Assistant Director here at the Basalt Library. And I'm Nathan Child, the Adult Collections Manager. And uh, today we're going to talk about December, what a crazy month it kind of is, and uh, what's going on for what's a lot of people's kind of their favorite time of year, right? What do you guys think? What's your What's your favorite thing that you like to do in December? I would love it if there was a little bit more snow. <laughs> snow. But I was just thinking that. Yeah. I I always just go back to childhood immediately when it starts snowing out. It's like you you're just reverted back to those magical mm-hmm. days. Um, and of course, growing up in Colorado, we're all programmed to to love snow and to when it, as soon as it starts snowing, you get out sledding and skiing. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that we are so lucky to live in a place where. We actually have seasons, and we actually get to see snow. And, and for me, Christmas is actually the it's a winter wonderland. For me, like if I don't see snow, it's not Christmas time. So it's mm-hmm. definitely something that I think here in Colorado we are very lucky to have is a, a white Christmas. I think I should mention also that you two are, you're both Colorado natives. You grew up here in the yes, valley. we grew up here. And, uh, we grew up in Basalt. Yeah, I, I'm from Florida. So for me, <laughs> winter is kind of like... Yep. I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, it's very confusing. <laughs> right. And I'm sure Christmas here is very different for you, where you grew uh, up yeah. with the sunshine and palm trees and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And Although it did just snow in Florida, strangely yes, enough. Yes, it did. Yep. So I got more snow than we did. Yeah, what's going on? I don't. This <laughs> I don't is very know. abnormal. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it's for, for us, and I think in the industry that, that is so prevalent here with like skiing and that sort of thing, I think that... Um, it's so snow is so much tied into mm-hmm. just like the magic of this time of year. Yeah, yeah. But I guess I would say also, despite all the great outdoor things to do in the snowy mm-hmm. wonderland, um, since we all love books, um, yeah. books are the other. If you're from Florida and are stuck inside on a thirty degree day <laughs> and yeah. really want to find something to do, then the other great thing to do in winter is to curl up with a good book yeah. and yeah. grab some cocoa. And um, so, I don't know, I like to alternate the two, but there's, yeah, there's good things in both of them. And yes. in, in the book in the book world, December and winter is about the most exciting time for books. It's, right. it's a time when a lot of, um, a lot of book awards are coming out. Oh, they, yes. mm-hmm. they, um, a lot of lists, a lot of top 10 lists are made of the, the best books of the year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have our new Nobel Prize winner, mm-hmm. Ishiguro, right. and... Um, and the Caldecott and uh, Newbery Awards are announced in kids' books oh, at yes. the beginning of the year. So it's, right. it's just a really cool time of year for, for books in general. One of the things that happens to me is at this time, I, I always revert to my childhood. Um, two of my favorite Christmas are The Grinch, How the mm-hmm. Grinch Still Christmas, and I think that's such a classic, um, and The Polar Express. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like at this time of year, if I don't read those, it's not Christmas time <laughs> until I either watch The Grinch or I, you know, kind of flip through that book. You know, mm-hmm. I know that here we have 
so many um, holiday holiday books. We have you know new ones and classics, but to me those are the two that always stand out are the the Grinch, mm-hmm. just like the story, and it's just such a, a great. He turns it around at the end, and I think that's something that I think we can all kind of strive for. Is I think sometimes yeah. I feel unfortunately we live in a time where sometimes the holidays do get some people down, but the the Grinchy kind of just you know, kind of has a better attitude at the end. I think that's such a great story. Isn't well, that's kind of what we need to hear Yeah, yeah. at this I, time of year. I think that there's only a couple times a year you get to hear mm-hmm. sort of like moral stories. Right. And uh, Christmas and the holiday season really is one of those times where, you know, you can kind of display goodness, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, here we're showing It's a Wonderful Life right. um, coming up. Right. And that's yeah. definitely a movie about like, how one person can make a difference, right? Absolutely. And yeah. think about the other ones, like The Grinch, I think is a good, really good one. A too, Christmas like, Carol, you yeah, know, Christmas you have Christmas, another yeah. character who's just kind of a terrible human being, you know, mm-hmm. kind of not portrayed as the best, <laughs> and then he just kind of is visited and he changes his life, and I think that's like a, a great story for humanity, and I think yeah. oftentimes I think we live in kind of a more high-speed um, society Very right now. Society. Yeah, and I think those are great <laughs> stories, and I definitely think the holidays bring those yeah. those qualities out. We definitely need all the who's of Hillville to come down <laughs> yeah. and gather around yeah, and yeah, join hands and, join and hands. sing yeah. and uh, grow everyone's hearts <laughs> and sizes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, there's some other things I notice. Um, they're not really books, but I notice like Star Wars and like The Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. seem to be getting... I know the new Star Wars movie just came out. Oh, yeah. The yeah. last couple years, like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all that stuff have come out. So I really think people like to hold up in their house when it's dark mm-hmm. and cold and really curl up with a good book or a right. lot of long movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's it's a lot of stuff also tied into that, too. It's like you're giving gifts, right? Mm-hmm. So what's better than, you know, we're going to watch Star Wars and I'm going to give you a whole bunch of Star Wars junk right. for Christmas, right? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> That's yeah. That's one of the around books being around books for so long, and I've worked in bookstores for a long time, and now I'm I'm happy to be around books in libraries too. But you know, it's really the time of year when everyone stops thinking about themselves and mm-hmm. comes in, right. and all of a sudden you you're looking for the perfect gift for someone else. And yeah. Matt just told me about a really cool tradition that I didn't know about in Iceland. So yeah, I don't. I, I was just um, yeah. The book flood, they call it. Oh, what is that? What? It's um, in Iceland. They have a very long, cold winter. Mm-hmm. Really dark, too. Right. So in, it's like November, all the Icelandic publishers publish like all the, basically all the books they're going to publish for the Christmas season. Oh, wow. And people give each other a book on Christmas Eve, and mm-hmm. then they hang out, they eat chocolate so they can get caffeinated and stay mm-hmm. up real late. Right. And they read a book, and then they talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they say it's one of the it's like one of the biggest book markets in the world is the Icelandic book market, and also because Icelandic is really I guess difficult to learn. Other people don't learn it. They have a, a really strong native um, like Icelandic literature culture. Oh right? sure, right, yeah. So I guess getting a book in Iceland is it's a big deal, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not like here where you're in the grocery store and there right, you, you have a million choices. Mm-hmm. So um, and doesn't everyone receive in the mail uh, at the beginning of December at the beginning of the season they all receive the same whole, the same catalog like the book the book publishers release oh, really? the book catalog with mm-hmm. with the say top 800 900 books to and mm-hmm. that's sort of the main selection tool but it's but mm-hmm. I think a lot of thought goes into you know if you give someone a book every year 
or if you're if you're expected to receive a book, you know, you, a lot of thought goes into mm-hmm. what you're going to give someone, right. and um, yes. and really trying to um, to pare it down to their exact interests. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the funnest parts yeah. of this. Or sort of what you know, what what would you like to read? Um, go into a library and find like a new book to for yourself that you haven't discovered, or trying to find someone um, a mm-hmm. book to give as a gift is. It's a really fun challenge in trying it's, to find their interests. It's very personal. I feel like if you, when you give someone a book, you really need, it's kind of putting yourself, you know, you, you kind of have to, you know, know what that person likes and then just, it's very personal. And I think when you give someone a book, um, I don't know, it's very rewarding. And, and one of the things about book, it's one that you can give someone a book and they can pass it on forward. Yeah, yeah. If you love that story or it's, you know, you hear, hey, I read this book, check it out, I'll let you borrow. And I think... That's the great thing about books is you can just keep giving. Mm-hmm. It, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. It, yeah. It's a truly, truly good book. Exactly, yeah. And they're very, like you said, they're very personal. And mm-hmm. it, books transport you to kind of another dimension, right? It's right. Like you're somewhere right. else for a little while, mm-hmm. and inhabiting that space is something you, you do want to share. And it's, right. it's something you can't just be like, hey, watch a movie with me. Right. And yes. Is there any books that you guys have read recently that you think would be a good a good like Christmas book or a good holiday book for people to curl up with. Um. So my my family has a tradition of um, of reading a story. Usually, my dad or sometimes my grandmother or my mom would read a story on Christmas Eve. And um, there's a few classics there that we alternate between. Um, there's always so it's the night before Christmas, mm-hmm. um, which is a good one. But there's um, he'd also read. Um, the Gift of the Magi mm. yeah, yeah. was another classic holiday tale, and um, the Christmas story. Oh, yes. But my, my all-time favorite was um, was Dylan Thomas's A Child's Christmas in Wales, mm-hmm. and it's about I don't know. He must have a photographic memory because you feel like he's writing down anecdotes from his childhood that that happened when he was six or seven or eight years old that he can remember just every single detail. Mm-hmm. Um, about the firemen coming to visit and about you know s- tossing snowball fights and he's he grew up on the coast in Wales so it's sort of a seaside a snowy seaside Welsh town it's um it's one of my all-time favorites mm-hmm. um I don't have a book that you know is traditional uh, for my family um but I definitely will be giving uh books this year to my family members um, just kind of sticking with the classics. My dad is, is a, a quite a reader, and so mm-hmm. every Christmas or you know other holidays for him or his birthday, he always gets a book, and he thoroughly enjoys that. But for me, it's more of just like I said, um, it's more like the Grinch. Uh, you yeah. know, for me, if I don't watch the Grinch or if I don't read the Grinch, it's you know it's definitely not Christmas. But I I don't necessarily have a like a, like a more um, traditional mm-hmm. in that sense. I think for for me, the only ones that really stick out were like the the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. They show that on TV constantly. Mm-hmm. But for books, I mean, I always get would get books, but they were never like was one that I would read over and over again. But like I said, I also never had the experience of being stuck inside. I right. usually go to the beach for <laughs> for Christmas, so that's yeah, not really that's so different fair then. for anyone else. Right? Yeah, right, absolutely. Uh, are there any like upcoming events like in the valley or, that you guys are looking forward to? Is there anything? coming up other than looking forward to just a little bit of possibly skiing or snowshoeing like what do you guys do to to cut the monotony like what do you do to get out 
Uh, well, something that I think maybe when this um, this when people are listening to this, I think it has already happened. But the Nutcracker is such a, yeah. a big kind of um, tradition here in this valley. The Aspen, uh, the Santa Fe uh, they, uh, Ballet, they put that on, and I, I believe it's it's I think it's this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but that's always been a tradition. Just all the tree lighting, I think has that I think already have happened. Um, uh -huh. That's always something that I look forward to. Um, one of the things that I enjoy doing is I uh, cross country ski, mm -hmm. and I really I really get into that in the winter time. Um, unfortunately, I just we like we talked about we don't have any snow at the moment, but I'm <laughs> hoping that we will get some good you know some good snow so that I can. I just enjoy the um, cross country is just you get to go out you you get a, a you know wherever you can kind of do cross countrying everywhere mm -hmm. you know you can put your uh, skis on and you go and it's. To me, it's very quiet. It's very serene. Um, so I really enjoy doing that. Um, that's kind of how I, I enjoy spending my outdoors time in the wintertime. Um, I think growing up here, definitely the Nutcracker is a long-standing mm -hmm. tradition. Um, have some great memories of that in the Wheeler mm -hmm. Opera House, and uh, and the other one that has been going on for my whole life here is Handel's Messiah, mm, performed yes, by the yeah, yeah. Aspen Choral Society. And this th this year, it's uh, its 40th anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, our Charlotte, our music um, director, she also is part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Charlotte is mm. playing, is performing and yep. as part of the Messiah. Um, oh, really? I know a lot of my parents are both singing in it, and oh, my cool. my aunts <laughs> and. Um, um, but yeah, it's in. It's this year. It's going to be in the Wheeler Opera House also. Oh, wow. But it's, it's just. It's another one that if you mm -hmm. haven't heard, it's. Yeah. It's definitely a, a beautiful mm -hmm. tradition. Or just it's. It's cool to hear that type of music. Mm -hmm. in, uh, and there's also um, a, a monastery up Old Snowmass mm -hmm. that yeah. has a midnight mass every. Oh, that's right. Christmas. Yeah. So that's. If you'd like to hear a different kind of, of singing, there's mm -hmm. the you know there's the It's St. Benedict's right. Monastery, and that's also. Um, when I was little, we actually once or twice used to cross-country ski to the monastery and get, and then attend midnight mass. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <That's very>, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of really cool stuff to do here. Yeah. And, um, it's, I guess you really can get into a, a different kind of spirit here, for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, like, I've never even seen people that can cut down their own Christmas trees yes. before. Uh -huh. To me, that seems to be a little adventure that everyone can go on. You know, right. cut down your own tree, fight a bear, shake the, the birds out of your tree <laughs> yeah, before right. you bring in the house. Make sure it's, yeah. Definitely a very uh, Christmas vacation. Right. Sort of yeah. right. Like a, make sure there are no squirrels <laughs> in your tree. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's a lot more contact with the world other than just like fighting people for a parking spot at the mall, which right. we don't even really even have a mall. Right, here. we don't, yeah. So it, it is very different. And um, I do like the, the level of interaction here is really, really, really fascinating for sure mm -hmm. um, and I like that there's a lot of stuff to do here and it's not just right. like go hang out at the mall it's yeah not, not as much fun one of the <laughs> things that I have also have noticed this year is just um, the the community and just uh, just kind of getting the word out about local yeah. local shopping and I think that in a small community I think that's great like you were talking about malls we don't have malls here and I, I think it's what I see, I think, you know, the community is so embracive of, of the small local shops, and I mm -hmm. think that's great um, that people are embracing that for Christmas and the shopping and all that. Yeah, definitely there are a lot of good spots in Glenwood Springs and, and then the Salt and Carbondale. Yeah. And even Aspen, too, where you can go and find something that's very unique and mm -hmm. probably a little weird and definitely right. something you can't find anywhere else. Exactly, right? yeah, absolutely. So do you guys have any... Um, 
any people I know, Berenice, you mentioned you're, you're looking for a book for your father. Do you have any, um, who's the big reader, in your, or a big reader in your family, but do you guys have any book shopping to do for various people that you're looking for recommendations for? Or? Um, one of the one of the things that I always uh, my father in law he loves planes he mm-hmm. lo- he's uh, he he actually was in the um, I can't remember now um, he was in the military but mm-hmm. he loves planes and he loves going on uh, just like the old planes and, and he loves that so I, I generally try to get him books about World War II planes because yeah. that's his thing and so I generally gravitate towards the, those and and I I have purchased. Um, some of those for him and my dad he just loves old classics mm-hmm. um, he I got him a hundred leagues under that ten thousand leagues under the sea yeah and it's just classics like right. that um, mm-hmm. I just he he just loves all sorts of stuff you can buy him any book and he'll really enjoy um, whatever mm-hmm. book he just loves to read so well, did you have any recommendations too or well I, I mean the two the two classics this is the funnest part of the of the job being a librarian or you know being involved in books is is coming up with because there's not like five the five books that you should get for the holidays so if someone comes in and says they love sort of history of aviation or something I would, mm-hmm. I would definitely say there's you may have gotten them unbroken the this oh, classic World War II one, story yeah. by mm-hmm. Laura Hildenbrand there's a new one called the Flyboys about um, about pilots in World War II mm-hmm. um, but one of my favorites that that I read was I, I can't quite remember the name of it. It's a, it's written by a pilot, and he goes through and answers every question. Anyone who's not involved with planes, who doesn't know about them, who's sort of a little bit apprehensive about getting on a plane, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this pilot just goes through and answers every last question. Like, oh, wow. yeah. will the wings fall off, or <laughs> will the, or what keeps the plane in the air? Right. You know, it's, it's just scientific. And, and yeah, it just makes you. Yeah, it makes you feel a lot better about getting on a plane. Yeah. And just like really, and, and you can tell his love of. Of planes and it comes through of how, um, but you know actually I I I changed scrap all that. <laughs> I would get your dad a book called Wind, Sand, and Stars by mm-hmm. Antoine de Saint Exupéry because that fills both the classic oh, yeah. role and the the fly the flying. It's one of the best books on flying um, I've ever read. It's he mm-hmm. would fly mail runs. Um, oh wow, yeah, that's between in a few places, but mm-hmm. he he did fly in the in the war as well. But um, he. He flew mail runs in in South America and also in Europe, mm-hmm. and he just writes about flying like it's the most mad, like the most most breathtaking, most magical thing he's he's ever done, and just captures the the beauty of sort of being alone and just under the stars. Or, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that that one would be that sounds I think great. I'll, really have like. to, I'll have to write it down. He's also the guy that wrote the the Little Prince, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. and the little it's definitely a lot. This one's a lot more realistic and down to earth as than the Little Prince, <laughs> um, which is which gets off in some very strange um, metaphorical. Yeah, um, yeah, like everyone's little little tiny planet. Yeah, it's their own cool. personal little <laughs> tiny planet. But I really enjoyed reading that book. Just you know, you. But yeah, thank you. I will definitely look into that one. And it sounds like a really good, really good book. Kind of across, you know, just. And as far as the book recommendation, there is a book called uh, News About the World. Oh, it's yeah. a small book, and um, it's a great book. I, I can't remember who the author is at this uh, moment. It's it's a great. It's set in, it's right after uh, the Civil War, um, and it's a, it's a really good book. It's very kind of heartwarming. It's about a gentleman who grew up, goes around uh, Texas, I believe, and he kind of shares the the news of the world. And mm-hmm. along the way, he is uh, has to return a young girl back to her family who was. 
taken from them um, uh, by a Native American tribe. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a very heartwarming kind of uh, feel-good kind of book. It's uh, News of the World. So for just all those people that, that like a good, like heartwarming, happy ending kind of story, mm-hmm. that's definitely a good one for that. Is it a Paulette Giles? Something like I that? believe so. I'm not sure, but it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a recommendation. I, I've heard, I've, I've personally read it, and I know different people who have also read it. And I think it's just kind of a book that everyone just kind of enjoys. Mm-hmm. It's such a feel-good kind of book. All right. Well, I want to say thank you to Bernice and to Nathan for hanging out with me and talking about all the stuff for December. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in January. And thank you for listening. And peace out. Thanks. Uh, everyone have a happy holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Yeah. Happy holidays, happy reading, and happy skiing, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Goodbye. Wishing you happy holidays and have a great new year. We'll see you in 2018. Thank you for listening to the Basalt Library Podcast. This was recorded in December 2017. Thank you to Nathan and Berenice for your input. And have a great year. See you later.